to the Nicole One Show. I am the host, Overseer Estelle. We want you to subscribe to our podcast. The Nicole One Show is on every podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, and Pandora. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Nicole One Show. And also the website is www.poeticjusticeforgod.com. Subscribe and download the app and keep updated not only for the ministry for Poetry Justice for God, but for the, the podcast, The Me Cold One Show. I have a co-host today and I love her so much, Carmen Robson, who is count the author, best-selling author, Counting My Pennies. Thank you. Thank you. And let me finish, Carmen. Come on out. Podcast host for the Come Up, Top of Your Game. Welcome, Carmen Watson. Well, thank you, Estelle. Thank you very much for having me joining with you today. I really appreciate the invite. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. Let's introduce our guest. I'm so excited. Are you excited about our guest? Powerful, mighty man of God. Yes, amen. So third generational minister. He's also a business coach for over 30 years. For over 30 years. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. National best-selling author. Let's welcome Steve. Steve Kidd. Welcome, Steve. Hi, I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm so excited. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Oh my God. Entrepreneur, best-selling author, and minister, third generational minister. So ministry, talk about a little ministry that came from your family. So my mother's dad was a pastor. Uh, He got saved at 25 years old and immediately started preaching and preached literally his entire life, um, you know, more than 50 years in the pulpit. And then my dad was a pastor his whole life right up until he retired a year before he passed away here this last February. Um, I am, I don't know whether it's right to call it the black sheep of the family, but I'm an evangelist. That's my gifting. So most of the ministry that I've done has been outside of the church. But along with that, I've worked as a worship leader and a youth pastor and and had some staff positions at churches as well. That's good. See, I wouldn't call you yourself the black sheep because evangelism is spreading the gospel. Everything mm-hmm. in ministry, you're doing it for God. So I wouldn't even the title don't even matter. Amen. So yeah. when I when because I, I want to when I look at entrepreneurship, you know, it's promoting business or more than one business, right? When you look at entrepreneurship and if we can scripturally base that, the spirit of Abraham or Abraham telling his story, he was an entrepreneur. We never looked at that because they said he is the father of nations, but he had to reap from a harvest in order to be the father of nations, amen? So Mm -hmm. I thank God for, if you go to the story in Genesis 13, and I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures before I ask my question, because I love entrepreneurship. I love business and I love God. He's the head and the source of my life. So when we look at the story of Abraham in the 13th chapter of Genesis, it's when Abraham and Lot decided to separate. 
But it tells you, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent have been at the beginning between Bethel and Ha, H-A-I, Ha. And I'm reading from Genesis 1 through 4. Unto the place of the altar, altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Not only was he an entrepreneur, but he knew that his vision came from God. And if you read chapter 12, he it talks about the promise God gave him because God is a promise keeper. And I'm saying all this to say, when you look at entrepreneur, how do you incorporate it in ministry? Well, I mean, there's two sides to that equation. The first one is, is that you learn pretty early on that just about any good minister is also a good business person because most of the time you've got to generate the income to be able to pay your bills someplace other than what's going to happen in the church. So that's part of it. But when it comes to the business of ministry, it really boils down to understanding what I like to call abundance. Um, You know, I think we've got wealth wrong. I mean, even though the verse you read talked about the enormous amounts of financial abundance that Abraham had in his life, I think of the story of Job, and I think of all that he had, and then all that he lost. And the cool part about it is, is there was never a time in there that Job was not abundantly blessed. Even when he's sitting there with his three friends telling him to curse God and die, Job says, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord. And when we begin to understand abundance at that level, when we understand that some days we've got money in our bank account and some days we have to spend that money on you know, good things and just regular life things. That isn't about how we're abundant. We're abundant because we're a child of the king. We belong to the one who owns it all. And, um, and, you know, I love how David says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging bread. And that's not to say that all of us as Christians haven't been in places where money was tight where we were like, okay, Lord, I guess they're going to shut off the electricity because we don't have any money. All right. And yet here we sit today, you got these lights that are on me, you know, it's it's shining bright in my eyes. You know, we made it through That's yesterday. And today we are still here proclaiming the name of Jesus and all of those wonderful things. And the reason why I bring all that up is because The core of business is about taking who you are and sharing it with that one person so that they can be a little bit better of who they are. And in the process, we are both more abundant because of it. Amen. That's powerful because entrepreneurship, you have to know how to weep the harvest. And you talked about that. You brought that into the story of Job. Job was an amazing story because he lost everything. And sometimes you, when you lose everything, you don't only 
to me, when you lose everything, you can only trust one person is God. And when you are able to trust God and believe and have faith in God, he can renew and restore and uplift you. And my it goes, it transitioned to the next question. As an entrepreneur, what makes your marketing skills a little different, more unique? And before you answer that, I want to put scripture to that. I want to go to Proverbs, the 20 chapter four, the, because you talked about the harvest and the weeping. The slugger would not plow by reason of the cold, and therefore should he beg and harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding would draw it out. And I read that for entrepreneurs because you got to know your marketing skills. So my question to you, what makes your entrepreneur skills more unique and different from others? Well, you know, and I'm so blessed because of both the generational um, ministers that were in my family and all that they taught me. Because ultimately, when you start talking purely in business, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, when you lead in business selfishly, when your intention is to gather everything unto you and not give back into the world, um, you know, that'll work for a while, but that catches up with you. Um, versus when you have a foundation that is something greater than just the marketing skills, you know, I've been doing it for a really long time. But it's beyond that. It's the heart and the soul and the core. So that then when I work with my clients, I always tell them, the place that I'm going to stand in here for you is for your client, mm -hmm. for what they need, so that somebody is looking out for them. I'm, you know, obviously taking care of you too, but so that in everything that I help you with, I'm helping guide you towards that next person that's waiting desperate for what you have, hoping for that answer that you have born inside of you, you just need to bring out into the world. My God. Amen. So you're a host of a weekly radio talk show called Thriving Entrepreneurs. What is the main goal behind the talk show? You know, it's really fun. You start into things and you don't really have a purpose and then it kind of makes itself become yeah. clear. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool with the show. It just started out and I think I was trying to build a little bit of notoriety for myself when I started it. But the the coolest part about it is I get to be able to share amazing people with the world in a way that a lot of times we don't get to see them because with my show, you know, we just do it conversationally. It's just a conversation. I just want to get to know them. Sometimes we take a left turn at Albuquerque and sometimes the rabbit trail is better than the whole sermon. Um, and in that, the most powerful of insights. And sometimes it's really cool because you'll see somebody even get a light bulb moment in their own life because they'll discover that thing. All of us have this thing that we're really good at. And most of us have stopped counting it because it's so easy for us that we figure, yeah, everybody must know how to do that. And when they discover just how powerfully important that is, that's the coolest part. Of it. So yeah, it really is about bringing to you uh, 
world changers, stay-at-home moms, all of those kind of people to help them show how they thrive and how, from what they're doing, you too can be a thriving entrepreneur. Oh my God. Your hosting styles. Describe some of your hosting styles for the show. Uh, it's very casual, um, incredibly laid back. Uh, you know, people always come on and, well, you know, beforehand, they're like, can you send me some pre-questions? I'm like, no, I don't have any idea where we're going to go with that. I know that I will start off the show with tell me who you are and how you show up in the world. That is my intro question. Beyond that, we're just going to go wherever it's going to go and uh, and have a good time with it. And, and, and I do feel very, very blessed that I have the capability to be able to do that. Um, I know that it is definitely a gifting that not everybody would want to just get behind a microphone and just go for it with no script. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And, and, and that's where we go. And we just go from beginning to end, have a great conversation. And in getting to know each other, share one another with the world. Amen. Because that's a lot, a lot of learning, a lot of trusting in each other. My thing is, if we see, send you a um, a script, you know, sometimes we go off the script, amen, or some of the mm -hmm. questions. But if you understand who they are, if you have really researched the person, you will know God, to me, God always guide me on what to do and what to say. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to share this interview with my co-host. Welcome, Carmen. Come on in, Carmen, and tell us what you want to ask Steve Kidd. Hi, Steve. So I heard that you're an excellent author and you have some great skills in writing and teaching. So I want to know, I want to find out some advice about being an author and how um, how would you share with your students if, you know, being a first author, like if someone trying to get into writing, what advice would you give them? Like, where would they begin? Um, you know, the first thing, of course, obviously, is you got to get it out there. Somebody is waiting on exactly what you're going to share. We all have that moment, um, whether it be before we start or throughout the whole course of it, where we question, why would we put this out in the world? What do we have to say? Absolutely, you do have a powerful message and you need to say it. So that's number one. Number two mm -hmm. is I absolutely recommend to people to go the path of what we used to call self-publishing. Um, go to Amazon. Amazon's going to sell in the high 90 percentile of all books in the world now. Mm -hmm. So pretty much when you're selling books, you just want to be Amazon's BFF. And that way, more than anything, you own the rights and the royalties to your book. And that becomes important. Uh, Lisa Nichols, if you know who Lisa is, when she brought out Abundance Now, it went through HarperCollins, a huge publisher, mm -hmm. did amazing things. Lisa doesn't own that book. When she came up with her Abundant Life program, she had to go back to the drawing board and not use any of the content in the book because okay. HarperCollins didn't want there to show her content. So, um, you know, that's important. That way you have the control over the book you can, uh, you know, make the changes you want to. That would definitely be the second thing. Um, and then as my latest book says, bestseller is only the beginning. Bestseller is where we start these days. It's like graduating from medical school. You know, day one is when you become a bestseller and then we build everything on top of that. What I can tell you, if you're not a bestseller, you'll never maximize your marketing to its maximum potential. But becoming a bestseller is just really a skill set like anything else in the place that you really do want to start. 
Now you talk about marketing, um, you know, to, to become that bestseller. What are some skills in marketing? Like if you're a self-publisher, what are some skills that you should use as a self-publisher to market yourself through Amazon or outside of Amazon? Um, there's two ends to that. First of all, on Amazon, you need to understand that Amazon is a search engine, mm-hmm. uh, just like Google is a search engine. Okay. And so your book needs to be optimized for the search engine. You need to become good at what we call SEO, search engine optimization. Okay. That means understanding the keywords, the categories, the descriptions, and not just what you think. We all do it. I did it with my first book too, so no judgment. Um you know, we think that the book's about that, but what we really need to do is find out what is the person who's looking for the information, what are the words they would use? What are they going to search for? Um, and there's some nuances in Amazon that can help you be able to, to narrow that down. Um, that's inside of Amazon. Outside of Amazon, I heard Seth Godin say this, and it just really resonated really well with me. He said, it's better for you to have a hundred raving fans than 10,000 people who have hit like on your site one or one time or something. Okay. A hundred people will make a difference because they will share it if they really love what you're doing. But people that just, you know, hit a like button on Facebook or something like that, Mm -hmm. they're probably never going to share your book with anybody. That's true. That's very true. That brings me to my next question. Um, How can I become the best-selling author without falling victim of the myth of the traditional publishing going out there. You know, that myth that the traditional publishers use, how can I become the best author? So, you know, traditional publishers, uh, they force their authors to have these big giant 350 page books and they want you to do a book tour. Oh, and then by the way, they want you to put it together. They may or may not even have some, uh, you know, some contacts for you. Uh, You know, they really... What they really want to do, in fact, one of my friends refers to the uh, publishing companies as being loan sharks. What they really want to do is own all your stuff, have you sell it, and then get all the money. Um, And so you want to be really careful from them uh, to not fall into that trap. Don't let somebody tell you that because your book is self-published, that it's not a real book. Um, You know, I mean, there have been authors, the largest named author you can imagine, they've self-published books as well. And uh, all of them would go that route if, uh, you know, if they were starting out now. Okay. Well, um, thank you for that. Um, my next question is, uh, what is the principle you use when you're writing your book? What are some principles that you use? The number one principle that I use beyond anything else is, uh, you know, the whole concept of somebody is waiting on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to understand that it, our message is never about us. It's about the person that we're meant to share it to. Secondarily to that is we need to understand how we as people consume content, uh, regardless of what age we are. I notice in your background, you've got what looks like it's probably a page from a children's book, um, yes. <laughs> you know, and so it doesn't matter whether it's a children's book or it's a giant 500 page tome. We consume information one bite at a time. So what you really want to do with your book is take one point, make it really clear, give them a clear action or a clear outcome on that point. And then if there's a second point, that actually should be book two in a series versus cramming all those into one book. Okay. Okay. 
Understand. So my last question to you, Steve, is, Steve, I want you to highlight a success quote you utilize with your clients. Like, give me a success quote that you use every day with your clients when you meet with them that will help motivate them to be better writers, better better marketing person, better entrepreneur. Well, I will give you the quote that I have closed my show now in the eight plus years that it's been on every single episode. And that's this, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. All right. That sounds like something that everyone needs to hear. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Well, just want to say thank you, Steve Kidd, for being a part of the Nicole One Show. I want to close in prayer. So, Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just say thank you. We thank you for visionaries that you have placed in our bellies and destinies, divine connections, Father God. We ask them for an increase of favor, knowledge, and power where we can go to the next level, not only in you, Father God, but be able to help different entrepreneurs go to the next level by the blood and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your son, Jesus, the testimony of his death that gave us salvation, that circumcised our hearts, that we are able to walk by faith and not by sight. And because of the shoe of peace, Father, it brings serenity and love and understanding. The shield of faith that we're walking and moving each and every day in our life. We're believers on the Holy Ghost that we know that you are the Alpha and the Omega. But Father, we just thank you for relationships and we give honor and glory to the blood of Jesus that's a healer, a deliverer, and it sets us free. We're bringing down generational curses when knowledge is going forth. So we say, Thank you. We thank you for Steve Kidd, Father God, the angel, the evangelist that you created in ministry and in business, Father God. He's teaching entrepreneurs, coaches, and coaching different lives, Father, for knowledge and power that you ordained in his belly. Take it to the next level, Father God. We ask in these many blessings in thy son Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Just want to say thank you, Steve Kidd. Amazing, amazing, amazing interview. Powerful message. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you again for joining us. Amen. I want to say thank you for supporting the Miko One Show. So support the YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Miko One Show. Um, download the app from the Poetic Justice for God Ministry, www.poeticjusticeforgodministry.com. Download the app and you can stay updated. And I want to just leave with Proverbs 24. The slugger would not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore, shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. I thank God that he created me as a visionary. And as a visionary, working hard to stay focused on what God has given me for the people is truly a blessing. And you're supporting, sharing, it's truly a blessing. So thank you for every listener, every supporter, even our sponsors. We give honor to God for you. God bless everyone and thank you.